Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. We hope and pray the following message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2, looking unto Jesus, everyone say the author and the finisher of what? Our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Join me now in the NLT version, translation of this particular verse. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I'm glad you know who the champion is. He is the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, talking about Jesus during his earthly ministry, facing Calvary, because of the joy awaiting him on the other side of the cross. And that joy is your salvation and mine. Because of the joy awaiting him, because he knew the outcome of what was going to happen, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and is now seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So from this passage of scripture, I want to read it again in the NLT. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I speak to you today from this thought, perfect faith. And you may be seated. I'm thankful today that we know Jesus Christ is the champion. We also know that he is the one who initiates and perfects our faith. I would be wasting my time on this Sunday morning to simply come and preach to you about perfect faith if he was not involved. But he is involved. He is our champion He is the one that has ordained perfect peace for you and perfection in our faith today. Last Sunday, I preached about faith. And in that exhortation, I shared with you some victory reports. And from last Sunday until now, these are the text messages that I have received There are seven victory reports that I received this week from Sunday to Sunday. Christy Happany's mother was in the ER. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but prayer was made and she was sent home. Jaron Baden's friend Gavin was tested for COVID and there is no COVID. Tom Timmis, Brother Ed's brother, Sister Regina's brother, Brother Dan's uncle, 
was in the hospital. They didn't know exactly what they were dealing with, but the good news is the text message said he's gone home and he's doing fine. Sister Cleland, Sister Cleland just celebrated, she and Brother Cleland, their 69th wedding anniversary. Sister Cleland sent me a text. I think that's interesting that someone her age, not that she's old, but she has been married 69 years. I think it's interesting that Sister Cleland text. That's awesome. Praise God. Amen. She sent me a text on Thursday and said, I just got home from the doctor. I'm sorry, it was on Tuesday. Just got home from the doctor and the doctor said, there is no sign of cancer. Praise God for that. Jimmy Kincaid last Sunday evening sent a text to me asking for prayer for his sister in the hospital, in the ER. They thought blood clots. They thought pneumonia. He texted and said, please pray now. She needs a miracle. The next morning, the text came in from Brother Jimmy that said, no blood clots, no pneumonia, and she's gone home. I thank God for that. Last Sunday afternoon, about 1.30 after the service, Brother Seneff texted me and said, my nephew just got the results back and what they thought was a mass turned out to simply be scar tissue. And I thank God for that. Brother Stan Edwards had a procedure a few days ago and today he's in the house of the Lord worshiping and praising God and we thank God for that. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for all seven of these victories this week. Jesus is the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. However, I want to take you to 1 Thessalonians in the NLT. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 10. Night and day, Paul said, night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again for this purpose. We're asking God to let us see you again so that we might fill in the gaps that's in your faith. Because sometimes it's not on the victory report sheet that we get from the secretary. Sometimes we're not on this page. And we know that there will be tribulations. And tribulations will come in all different sorts of shapes and forms. And when those tribulations come against us, they often leave us with gaps in our faith. Night and day we pray earnestly for you asking God to let us see you again, to fill the gaps in your faith. It goes without saying that trials and tests and tribulations 
They are unavoidable in this thing called life. And so our goal is perfect faith. And today to have perfect faith, sometimes we're called upon to fill in the gap. Now I shared with you those wonderful reports of victory. But these are also needs that came in this week. Sometimes it's not always the victory page that we find ourselves on. Sometimes we find ourselves on the page where there are gaps in our faith. And so Stacy Wilson needs a miracle. Sister Frances' friend. My friend Joe Parker could not answer the phone this week because the Parkinson's disease has taken his ability to speak clearly. So he texted me after I called him and said, please pray for me. I'm not able to speak at this time. Brad and April Sesser are home today watching and they both have COVID along with their family. Michelle Woodburn is home today with COVID. Phyllis Orchid is in Fairfield Medical Center. Jenna McCann's mother needs a miracle. Sister Keller needs a healing touch. Sister Amy Butt's mother, Rita Capone, needs a miracle today. Dr. John Haslip, who is a friend of mine and Brother Tim Cornmiller's, has requested that we pray for him. Melvin Jones, one of our members, needs a healing touch. Sometimes there are gaps in our faith. Nan Pamer, Bishop Pamer's wife, her brother Charlie Dyson passed away and the funeral was yesterday. At 225 this morning, I received a text concerning a dear friend of Sister Keller's and mine, Pamela Knoll, Brother Anthony Mangan's secretary, passed away and Brother Anthony sent a text and simply said, Pam has been promoted. Sometimes we find gaps in our faith. Brooklyn Butts is home today very sick. We know that Chaplain Goss, who works with our prison ministry, has COVID. And then beyond that, all that we as a church have dealt with in the last couple of weeks with the Kale family and the Call family and Dave and Sharon Sudlow. And tomorrow is their funeral here at seven o'clock. Sometimes we have these victory reports that we thank God for. And then we find ourselves in the position of needing to fill in the gaps of our faith. I hope this message today will bless someone and strengthen someone. And if you find yourself on that list where you need your faith to be renewed, you need your faith to be touched by God, can I tell you that John 16, 33 is a scripture I admonish you to read today and tomorrow and Tuesday and this week. For Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world, 
there's going to be tribulation. In your life here on earth, there's going to be gaps in your faith. But be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. And even though our faith will be challenged, and according to the word of God, we will suffer tribulations. We cannot allow the spirit of the world to distract us from serving the Lord Jesus Christ and placing our faith in the infallible, unchangeable word of God. It's something we must never turn away from, regardless of what we're facing, regardless of what we've been through and how sickness and disease and problems put us on the gap list on this Sunday morning. I would remind you of what Paul wrote to the Philippian church in chapter three. He said that I may know Jesus in the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect. My faith's not perfect yet, but listen carefully. I follow after if that I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of in Christ Jesus. He said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. At 10.30 last night, I received a phone call from Brother David Darst. He said, Pastor, Sister Pauline needs prayer right now. And I said, let's pray. He put her on the phone and we started praying. And I want you to know that that man of God, I could hear him in the background as I was praying for Sister Pauline. And I've never heard anyone pray like I heard Brother David Darst pray last night. And it was evident that he had a need, that there was a gap in his faith, but he was not going to let that stop him from pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Don't know what you're going through today, but I will tell you this, press on. Keep believing. It's encouraging this morning to know that even the great apostle Paul, with all of his incredible spiritual encounters, miracles, signs, and wonders, all that he witnessed, he did not consider himself as a person who had it all together. However, the one thing he was sure of, that was this. He was sure that he was never turning back. I come to this pulpit today realizing and knowing that all across our congregation, we have never been challenged like we are being challenged right now. But the Apostle Paul set in motion what we must do on this Sunday, and that is I'm going to press. 
I'm going to go forward. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to stand on his word. Nothing shall by any means harm me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm going to rejoice in my God who has overcome every tribulation, every trial, every test, every situation. I'm going to trust him. May I remind you on this Sunday morning, I'll not be preaching very long and we're going to sing the same song we just sang in just a moment. But may I remind you on this Sunday morning, God's blessings always flow forward. I wish you would say that with me right now. God's blessings always flow forward. If his blessings and his will and his purpose for your life are to be realized, it will be because you are looking forward, pressing forward, and have a made up mind not to look back. Jesus told us in Luke chapter nine and verse 62, no man having put his hand to the plow and looks back would be fit for the kingdom of God. And I know I know I'm with you today. We're in this together. I know that sometimes the Lord calls us into unfamiliar places, uncomfortable circumstances, and into unusual positions, but there's a purpose. He always has a purpose. He always has a plan. In order for us to experience his perfection, and his excellence and his power working in our lives. Therefore, we must pursue his perfection and it is paramount that we do so in this imperfect and deficient world. The pressures we are facing in these last days demand of the church. Is the church here on Sunday morning? Is the ecclesia here? Is the called out here? Is the redeemed here? Is the born again believer here? Is the Holy Ghost filled individual here? Is the baptized in Jesus name person here? Is a faith person here? You may say, oh pastor, my faith has all kinds of gaps in it. Hallelujah. You got to press. Just keep on pressing. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Keep on marching. Keep on going forward. This is no time to go back. This is a time for the church to go forward in Jesus' name. The pressures we're facing demand that we push our way forward. I press. I press toward the mark. Paul made it clear. I press toward the mark of the calling, the high calling of Christ Jesus. Paul was saying, repeat after me, we must stretch. Everybody say stretch, widen, extend, enlarge, broaden our personal expectations. And when we walk by faith and when you decide I'm going to walk by faith, you, 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 you may say, pastor, My faith has gaps in it everywhere, but I'm walking in the faith that I have. Hallelujah. And when you walk by faith, you are declaring his divine power that he's given to you. And you're declaring that you're going to be victorious in this life. 
Now I want to share something with you right here. And I want you to remember this statement at some point, at some point, we must stop praying this prayer. At some point, we have to stop praying, God bless what I'm doing. And we have to start praying, God help me to do what's your blessing. Let me say it again. Sometimes all we can pray is about what we want. But at some point, we're going to have to have faith and trust him. And we're going to have to stop praying, God bless what I'm doing. And start praying, God help me to do what's your blessing. I want to be involved in what God's blessing today. I want to be involved in what God's putting his approval on. I want to be involved in what God is saying. I don't want to hear what man has to say. I want to hear what thus saith the Holy Ghost. And I want to do what God is saying for me to do. To connect to his world, simply put, it requires faith. Faith. Luke chapter 18, the last portion of that scripture, when the son of man cometh. You know the question. We've talked about it before. When the son of man cometh, will he find faith on the earth? Four times in the New Testament, we hear Jesus say to his followers, oh, Oh, oh ye, oh ye of little faith. In other words, oh ye with gap-ridden faith. It's a matter, I want to help somebody right here. Because I have been right there where he has said to me, Oh, ye of little faith. Have you ever heard the Lord say that to you? Hallelujah. Yes, it's a matter of having faith. This is going to help somebody. It's going to help me. I'm preaching to myself today. I'm just going to tell you, you can tune out right now because I'm just preaching to myself. Hallelujah. And I want you to know it's a matter. It's not, it's a matter of having faith. It's not a matter of having a certain amount of faith. Jesus said unto them in Matthew 17, 20, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say, Lord, have mercy. You can say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and absolutely nothing shall be impossible unto you. Here's how I want to help someone today. Oh, ye of a little faith. Remember what Paul wrote to the Roman church in 12 and 3, the last part of that verse. He said to the Roman church, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. He does not call it strong faith or weak faith. He doesn't call it good faith or bad faith. He doesn't call it perfect faith or gap-ridden faith. Paul just simply said, God has dealt and given to every man a measure of faith. 
If all you have left on this Sunday morning is faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, get ready, get ready. God can use that. Put that faith into action. Stand on the infallible word of God today. Measure of faith. Look it up literally or figuratively by implication. It is a limited portion or degree of faith. Does not mean you don't have it. It just means right now that we're praying for any gaps that's in your faith. And when the Son of Man cometh, is he going to find faith? When Jesus asked that all important question, there is no indication that he was referring to an amount of faith. He did not say when the Son of Man cometh, will he find great faith, our superior faith, our high faith, our better faith, our even improved faith, our advanced faith, our enhanced faith. He just simply asked, when I come back, will I find faith? Your faith may have gaps in it, but don't let go of your faith on this Sunday morning. God can use what you've got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Use what you've got. Your miracle is coming down your dusty road today. Come on, somebody clap your hands under the Lord. Hallelujah. I will tell you on this Sunday morning as I close, the devil does not fear you. He fears your faith. Because he knows if you walk in faith, ah, Lord, have mercy. When you fill the gaps in your faith, on this Sunday morning, you are going to become an unstoppable force Satan has to deal with. I just envisioned when I made that statement, people running the aisles, climbing over pews, screaming amen. So let me try it again. And let me see if I can just get a semblance of some of those things. When you fill the gaps in your faith, you, not the preacher, not the church, not the Sunday school teacher, not your spouse, not your kids, when you fill the gaps that are in your faith, and obviously there are gaps in our faith according to the word of God. Night and day we pray earnestly for you asking God to let us see you again so that we might fill the gaps in your faith. When you fill those gaps in your faith, you become an unstoppable force Satan has to deal with you. Woo! You can't be stopped. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Somebody clap your hands right now and declare, I press toward the mark. That's why he works overtime. Because he fears your faith, he wants to prevent your faith from being in operation. 
His goal on this Sunday morning is to cause you to abort your faith for apostolic revival. We will not abort our faith at New Life Christian Center for apostolic revival. And get ready in November, every Sunday in November, we've got powerful evangelists. And it does not take an evangelist. It doesn't take a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, a teacher. It doesn't take, but we've got some men of faith that are coming here every Sunday in November for revival. So we're going to prepare for that. We're going to prepare for it. And as we prepare for it, I just want you to know right now that the enemy wants you to abort your faith for the apostolic revival that's coming to New Life Christian Center before November right now. What God wants to do in this house right now. He wants to abort your faith, cause you to walk out as empty as you came in. It is not the will of God for you to walk out without letting him touch you, bless you, heal you, change you, transform your life. Somebody said amen. His goal is to cause you to abort your faith for apostolic revival. His goal, and he's doing his best to discredit your faith in the word of God. But I'm telling you right now, this word is forever settled. Not only in heaven and in earth, but at New Life Christian Center. This word is forever settled. We will not allow the enemy to take the promises out of this. I told you last week that there are over 7,000 promises in the Holy Writ from God to man. And over from, from in, the, in the Bible, over 6,500 6, of those promises are from God to man. There's over 7,000 promises, 6,500 plus are from God to man. The others are from man to man and man to God and the devil to man and all that. Every one of those promises are yea and amen. You're not going to discredit my faith in the word of God and the promises of God. He will try to terminate your faith for your healing. He will try to cause you to abandon your faith for a miracle this morning. And notwithstanding Satan will do his best to reduce, diminish, decrease, and minimize even the importance of faith. There's no greater way for the devil to minimize your faith than to, listen carefully, misappropriate the words of Jesus Christ and take them out of context. And he is a professional at taking words from this Bible started with Adam and Eve, did not God say, you eat of this tree, surely you will not die. He will do his best. So therefore, in closing, there is no question in my mind that when Jesus was saying this, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, not the plant, not the mustard seed plant. If you've got faith just in the seed, you can say to the mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible to you. Repeatedly, repeatedly, Old and New Testament alike, we find this statement. The just 
shall live by faith. Wow. I'm going to live by faith. God doesn't give you all the details of your life all at once. If the Lord Jesus Christ gave you all the details of your life from beginning to end, there's no telling how you would respond. I know some, I'm not, not in this church, but I know some that if they knew all the way down to their deathbed, they had lived for this world to the last 10 seconds, 10, nine, Lord Jesus, forgive me, eight, seven, I'm sorry, God, seven. I know, I know who you are in Michigan. I don't know who you are in Ohio, praise God. The fact of the matter is, if he gave us all the details of our lives from beginning to end, there's no telling how we'd re we would respond. Why? Because there will be some turning points and some rough times and some difficulties and even some crises. And there will be some things that you probably wouldn't think that you could even handle. So until the answer comes, what are we going to do at New Life Christian Center? We're going to press toward the mark. Until your answer comes and you fill all the gaps in your faith, we're going to press toward the mark. Until your answer comes, you're just going to keep on believing his word. Until your answer comes, you must be persuaded. And I want you to give me an amen if you agree with these. Until your answer comes, you must be persuaded that God is righteous. Amen. That God does all things well. Amen. That prayer is powerful. Amen. That salvation is glorious. And you must believe that Jesus Christ is our soon coming king. Keep your eyes on the eastern horizon. He's coming back. <laughs> Furthermore, we must be persuaded that this good book is the word of God. That the author of the Bible is Jesus Christ. That his commandments are worth following. That his prophecies are genuine and true. And that his promises are precious. So as you step into your future, I encourage you to take a step forward and press. There are some things on this Sunday morning that I'm going to ask you to leave behind you. And there are some things I'm going to ask you to reach for. Paul said, forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind. Just some things we're going to leave behind us. Some things you just can't do anything about. We're going to leave those in God's hands. And in the meanwhile, we're going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.